today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Friday, 11.35, that means Tech Talk. Of course, uh, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, is with us. Uh, good to see you again. Yeah, you too. You too. Uh, we should mention, you're a little hoarse today. I'm a little hoarse, but You know yeah, what, that happens this time of year, because I get the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's, you're in air conditioning, you're in outside office buildings all the time, yeah. and then you go outside to the crappy air, and it, it, it I don't know what happens. Like, some doctor, I'm sure, can tell us the cycle or the reason for it, but I mean, it, it has an effect, and it kind of yeah. makes you raspy. I apologize. My tech talk excitement will be a little lower key than normal, so I, I, I'm still as excited. I just don't a believe little, you. Just a little <laughs> softer on the voice, that's all. All right. Lots of stuff to talk about on the program yes. today. Uh, we've talked about uh, digital IDs and, and, you know, back in the days when uh, verification for ID, you'd use fingerprints and PIN numbers. Now the smile works? Th- this, is, um, this is crazy. And they've been testing it. And as we know, the new Note 8 comes with the ability to hold the phone and it can do a facial recognition or a mm-hmm. retinal recognition. And it was simple to basically unlock. Well, now they're using a little more advanced coding. It's a 3D camera, and what it does is it actually will check angles of your face. And if you uh, if you want to, they're testing it at KFC right now. This is pretty cra- crazy. You can now <laughs> make your payment by standing at the kiosk in front of the camera, and it will recognize your face, match it to your bank account, and you'll be able to easily make a payment for your KFC bucket of chicken. Uh, just, simply- just by smiling. <laughs> yeah, just by smiling. Yes, correct. Yeah, you'll be able to use facial recognition for payment purposes. This is bizarre. <laughs> Well, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, really, when you think about it, you've got so many capabilities to identify who we are. We're giving a lot of our information to a lot of resources at the moment. So the facial recognition side, I mean, there's software that can literally track. Oh, I get that, yeah. And we've talked about that, how they're using it right now in the streets to identify if you're going to create a crime. So it would only make sense that you should be able to pay for your meal by simply smiling at the camera when you're ready to proceed. So, And it's pretty cool the way they do it. So they'll they'll confirm the order. Do you wish to confirm? Yes. Are you ready to pay? Yes. You push the buttons as you go. And then at the last moment, it will say, uh, please smile for payment. And you smile into the camera and it will say, match your face with your bank account and process the order. Do you know, this is this is going to change everything. I mean, for instance, people, bank robbers, for instance, I mean, when they used to try to go to an ATM and rob somebody, they'd say, give me your PIN number. Now they're just going to say, smile. (laughs) Give me your face and smile. Give me the money. Tell me a joke. Smile. I I mean, the key thing here is, is we're talking about how our identities are so critical and, you know, really you as an, as a person are going, you know, our fingerprints or iris scanning or facial recognition, all this stuff. This is all going to be your own key code to get access. And, uh, you know, not on this list, but I'm sure you're aware, uh, you know, Equifax talk about credit cards Mm -hmm. that just 143 million uh, credit cards were just hacked this past week. And anyone with a credit card, if you've got a credit card, it you, all your information is technically in the hands of a hacker right now. And so you take a look at how can we better secure ourselves. I mean, that's another issue with cloud services. But to secure your own identity, the key thing right now is that you're going to want to make sure that you have fingerprints, iris, facial scan, and it will probably come to all three when you want to process a payment or get acceptance to anything. All right. I want to talk about uh, about working out and how the, uh, the, the stuff that we've talked about over the last couple of years can actually help. And of course, Fitbit comes 
comes to mind right off the bat. Right. Uh, right. So, you know, if we're walking or running or swimming or you know, cycling or whatever, it tracks what we're doing, That's right. how we're breathing, et cetera, like that. My <laughs> Apple Watch does the same thing. Your watch right. is doing the same thing as well. So we, we've got these these little indicators right now that can tell us just how things are going. Yep. And, and along comes the welt. Yes. Which is way too intrusive as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you, if you get the chance and you want to Google it and take a look at it or visit my website at fpm3.com, go to Tech Talk because there's a video on what the welt is. The welt is a belt and a waist belt, and it's a smart belt. And the belt will actually track three key things. smart-ass belt is what it's it is. Smart, <laughs> <laughs> it will track <laughs> the most important <laughs> things. One, your steps. Okay. That's okay. Yep. I'm all right with that. Okay. Sure. Number two, it will track how long you're sitting and give you little warning yeah, signs. Yeah, I get that. Every okay. hour it says yep. stand up. Yeah. Stand up. But the most, the most, and this one actually made me laugh, is it will tell you when you're getting fatter and when you're getting thinner. So yeah. it will tell you when your waist size expands. And one of their features is that you'll be able to sit at a meal, for example, go to a buffet, you're sitting at the Mandarin, you're sitting at any restaurant, you're just plowing your face down. As your <laughs> belt starts to expand, it will tell you you're eating too much. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't think, you know, the pains in your stomach would give you any other indication, no. but this will tell you for clarification, hey, you're gaining some pounds here, pal. I mean, the belt gets a little tighter and the, and the belt starts giving, really? <laughs> really? A third helping, Adam? Really? <laughs> yeah, you've been sitting and eating that plate for the last 15 <laughs> minutes. How about you get up and walk around? So, yeah, so if you're looking for something to kind of give you validation of what your waist size is and tells you how long you've been sitting, it's called the welt. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's just... Do you remember that old joke about the guy that gets in trouble in his marriage because he gives his wife a scale for, for a present? <laughs> well, this no. is the same thing. Don't... Get, Tells you if you're putting on weight. Come yeah, on. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's probably. And there is one. It's mainly for men, but there is a female option. So there's, uh, yeah, if you're looking for that, you know, one thing that you could wear. Do I look fat in this belt? Do I look fat in this belt? No. <laughs> don't ask me. And Check the, your phone. And the belt says, yes, you do. <laughs> Well, I mean, your belt starts talking back to you. <coughs> exactly. All right, listen, we, we've talked about uh, hackers, and, and, yeah. and, and it's a serious <coughs> thing, obviously, yeah. but and, and how this is happening, especially at a corporate level, uh, That's right. uh, where they're, they're basically holding, you know, they say, hey, we've hacked into your files at a hospital, for instance, and we have right. all the patient files, <coughs> or a bank account, or you just mentioned about credit cards. Yep. Uh, and, and that's bad enough, and it's, it's an ongoing battle. Now they're going after utilities? Yes, yeah. And not only are they going after, they have gone after. So... So part of the problem is, is that right now, as of 2014, there are two or three, actually, the United States, Turkey and Switzerland have all had energy hacks where uh, they have had many threats with obviously hostage situations um, to be able to make payments. Now, there's because these are private governed by, uh, uh, you know, by the government, <clears throat> the uh, situation is that this is going to become a major problem in the future. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is none of this so far has been in Canada. We haven't had, or no one's announcing at this yeah. point, that there's been any uh, uh, attacking of any of our Hamilton Hydro or, uh, you know, uh, whatever the, the new name of them are. However, this is something of concern and a big concern. And what's not being disclosed is how they are addressing the attacks. So one is, uh, uh, well, speculation is that they've actually been paying them uh, to basically re, you know, release codes. And, and this is being done with emails, with Trojans, uh, Trojan uh, code that goes in and can literally shut the whole grid down. So this is, this is something that I would... 
I would employ our government to really hopefully have security in check. Otherwise, we thought our hydro rates were going up before. Just wait till a hacker demands millions of dollars. Well, not to this specifically, but I mean, the government response this week, I thought was a little weak need. I mean, they basically said that they're going to introduce legislation that they're going to fine corporations that don't report getting hacked. But the other side of that coin is one of the reasons why the corporations don't talk about it, it because it, it kills confidence. I mean, if, right. if they if I'm an investor and I say, well, the company I just invested in is getting hacked on a consistent basis, I'm pulling my money out. Well, it, So, I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation here. It's a balanced here. situation. And I think, you know what, what do you constitute as hacked? Because having one email, call it hacked, does not does not uh, resolute. So I know the same thing you're referring to is you'd have to report yeah. it, but they don't define what is hacked. If you are, they're defining it in a very, this is where the government's laws versus reality come into interpretation. So if someone's email or someone's phone, you know, for argumentative sake, uh, it being a corporate vehicle or a corporate machine gets hacked, then is that going to constitute now that the whole company has to be or has to uh, register that it's been uh, attacked? So I, I have to, it's a bit of a, it's a, really a conundrum. I mean, do you really want to, again, announce the fact that these companies uh, need to regulate and, de- and define every time they've been uh, infiltrated? This could be a danger on both sides, the stock market and the confidence side of things just in the regular consumers. When information like Equifax has been infiltrated, there's a certain time point which, yes, you should be letting the consumers know. And I think that's part of the reason the regulations have now been somewhat instituted is that the delay between when we knew it happened to how big it was and what the res- uh, ramifications are is too long. And, and to your point, uh, you say that you know we haven't, we, it hasn't happened in Canada. We don't know that it hasn't happened. That's right, yeah. Because a lot of this stuff goes unreported. That's right, yeah. I mean, I've worked with many companies where I've helped them in a case where you know, they got infiltrated and or their web server has been hacked and there's a big warning sign on their website. And, you know, we go in, we resolve it, take care of it. And uh, but that would have been a situation that had to been reported. And it wasn't because it just wasn't one of those situations that required it. Uh, it was just let's get it fixed. Let's make it safe for people. So keep that in mind with your websites and your own computers at home. You mentioned about the uh, the new iPhone. I think it yeah. was last week we were talking about that, and you talked about the price, which I thought, I, I think amazed a lot of people. Yeah, uh, and you figure there go those Apple guys again. But yeah. uh, before you start pointing fingers, <laughs> it's, right. it's not just them, is it? You know what? This is interesting. The reason the iPhone is going to be so expensive. About twelve hundred bucks, you were saying twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm guessing. No one's announced what it is, yeah. but it's going to be. Uh, I'm assuming between nine hundred to twelve hundred dollars. But the main reason I can I can tell you it will be expensive is that Samsung is the majority reason why the iPhone eight will be extremely overpriced, and I'll tell you the reason. For the past iPhones up to seven, they've only used LED displays. For the new iPhone 8, they're going to be using the OLED. Well, Samsung has a patent right to this product, which gives that uh, optimum liquid crystal display that allows you to see that real crisp 4K look, which iPhone needs. It's a phenomenal product. That's but great. So when I'm watching my baseball games here online. You can see it in quality, my but, friend. But, but I'm not just paying Apple now. I'm paying Samsung, You're too. paying Samsung. And just to give you an idea, previous to this, those chips were about four. $45 per phone that, uh, that they were buying from the other manufacturers, Foxconn and otherwise. The new one uh, from Samsung, it's $143. So if you buy an iPhone, they got to cover their costs. And one of them is the display. Listen, I got to talk about phones here for a second because uh, I, I know I, I kind of get a little bit 
you know crazy about the the, the phone jacks, okay, and yeah. and and the, and the headphone jacks for yeah. phones for the iPhone That's seven. Right. Yes, you've come across this 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 is people are actually now drilling holes in these things to put their own jacks in. Well, let's be clear. There's a joke. There's two versions of this. There's yeah. one that someone made a little bit of a kind of a tongue in cheek joke. Took an iPhone, drilled it, and went, "There's your headphone." It jack. was not me, by the way. <laughs> and, and by the way, there is actually a legitimate way to make your iPhone seven into a, a to have a headphone jack. Now, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. First and foremost, you're going to have to take the barometer out. So the barometer is what basically equalizes when you turn it from left to right up and down, and it tells you if it's landscape or portrait. If you remove that, you can actually carefully drill a hole in. You can then also download all these specs, by the way, on YouTube, and print a 3D uh, uh, circuit board, and then realign it, and then you can easily... <laughs> I say easily with everything I just said, but you can uh, simply have a headphone jack for the iPhone 7. And and do it yourself. <laughs> There's a YouTube video for everything, isn't there? You know what? You can you can do anything right now. Michelle and I are trying to do household uh, repairs and maintenance. We uh, Michelle must have watched probably about a good two hours of how to put up drywall before we finally said, forget it. We're just going to hire someone. <laughs> but we almost tried. We did. We tried. King close. And don't don't drill your own. No, phone, no, for please don't. Sakes. Please don't, folks. And, t- and I, funny, take that back to the Apple Store and said, "My phone's defective." <laughs> really, really? Yeah, Who drilled ca- the hole in the side? <laughs> I don't know. It came with a headphone jack. I was sure of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just trying to find the right. Anyway. <laughs> Be that as it may. Speaking of phones, you talked about the Lamborghini phone the other day, yeah. too. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And you know what? The new iPhone 8 in Dubai, if you really want to be that guy or that girl that has the most prestigious, you can get an iPhone 8 plated in 24 karat gold, starting price $20,000 US. So that just puts the Lamborghini phone to shame now. Want to start your Christmas shopping early? <laughs> 20 <laughs> grand. Sad. I mean, twenty grand for a gold-plated iPhone. I mean, that thing's got to be heavy. So I'm just thinking to myself, remember we talked about the Mason watch? Yeah. You know, I'm thinking this is just, yeah, this is going to put a chiropractic, uh, chiropractor into full full business with that in your back pocket. Listen, i, I got to ask you about something else because you, you do a lot of reading, obviously, for your job, but also yeah. for the show as well. And, and you came across an article in the Wall Street Journal the other yeah. day because uh, this is an ongoing debate right now about automation and about job loss and all sorts of other things right now. And it, yes. I, I thought the piece you read actually put a lot of things into perspective. You know what? We, we've been looking at how terrible the world is going to be moving at automation. And we see that all these things, and all joking aside, you can now order a KFC with a smile. Um, now we're going to be talking about as workers and productivity uh, has constantly been improving, automation only hurts employment when the industry has fully met demand. And one of the things I have to say, Amazon is constantly increasing its business. And we're going to see that with Walmart. We're going to see that with all these retail sectors. It is not going to be 100% run by uh, robots. So as a side note, it still seems a very, very far off position. I don't, I, I think we talk a lot about, a lot about it. And I've had comments after the show where people go, you make it sound like there's no jobs for any humans. I've actually had three people that more or less make it sound like that. that's not the case. This is actually a very good position where we can see automation developing actually well-paying jobs. But the only thing I have to say is our younger generation have to be very much uh, focused on their on their schooling, and it's difficult. But they got to work on their math. They have to understand, obviously. <laughs> 
this is going to be uh, funny to say, but common sense. And they don't teach it, but it's something you can learn by reading and understanding. And they are going to be needing more people in retail. We'll be making, without even government regulating minimum wage, a really good, uh, a really good uh, amount of money. And as such, uh, I think for the listeners, for everyone watching, automation is not going to be the end of workers of the future. It's actually going to be a great job opportunity for many. Well, I know. And there are some people that kind of still have their heads stuck in the 1960s, and I can understand that. that yeah. That's their mindset. Uh, and they, they moan and bemoan the job loss. But, you know, there are still jobs that are just different kind of jobs. Yeah. And you have to train. And you're right. That means math. That means coding. Yeah. Uh, and our education system is lagging behind. I know in Scandinavia, over in the U.K., and certainly in the Far East, that's they've right. been teaching this in grade school for years now. And, and this is why, I, I mean, I'm encouraging my daughters. I, I encourage anyone that I speak to when, I'm, you know, when we're in school is, guys, you know what? Uh, this is going to involve... A little more intelligence. It's still going to be manual labor, but there's going to be a little more intelligence when it comes to actually in retail being more involved. And as an example, Amazon's going to be coming to the to this country, Canada, very soon, and there will be more outlets. There will be positions where you will have to uh, uh, manage a lot of these facilities when it comes to packing, shipping, managing returns, and otherwise. So for the for all people's uh, awareness, automation technology is not going to end the entire workforce. Uh, by the way, the location of that pl- I mean they're, they're talking about sending up Canadian operations here too that's an yeah. interesting debate isn't it it is uh, now, you know Montreal and Toronto and Vancouver and and, Mon- and Ottawa even London Ontario yep. KW they're all falling all over each other come here that's come right. here yeah and, and we've got a lot of really empty amazing facilities to uh, we saw you know I think I share with you the Kellogg factory yeah I mean what an amazing facility and and there's so many of them out there so it's really a debate of who's going to offer the best in uh, enticement I think for the companies, and they're going to be looking for really not only just what the government offers municipalities, they're going to be looking for what kind of talent work skill sets are out there. And and I'm telling you, it's not a matter of a mindless job anymore. All these jobs require a lot of intelligence to make it work. Adam Oldfield, we do this every Friday at 11.35. Tech Talk brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Grab a lozenge, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of days, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll be there next Friday with a full voice, my there friend. There you go. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML. Thank <laughs> you.